You're listening to Your Highest Self Podcast, episode 40. Today, we're talking about energy healing and past lives with Brit. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Shanae. I think of it like Shanae, and it's super easy to remember. Everyone always has trouble with my name. Anyhow, I'm a retired WBFF Bikini Pro, and in this show, I'm here to help you on your journey towards your highest self, and I love doing that with um, sharing the personal development tools, skills, and knowledge to help you go from self-conscious to self-confident in fitness, nutrition, and mindset. So we're talking about a holistic method here. Today, I have a really special guest on, and I'm really excited for you to meet her. You might notice that I actually don't take that many guests on this show, um, besides you know the coaching calls that I do with you guys, and that's because I really want to make sure that I'm bringing in the best of the best, so you can imagine how excited I am to introduce you to Britt. She's my Reiki mentor. Um, so in this show, I do explain what Reiki is, but in case you have no idea what we're talking about, um, and you're like, I don't really know if I want to listen to this episode today. Here is what it's about. And I think it's really going to intrigue you um, and really kind of um, just make you excited to learn something new. So Reiki is an energy healing treatment that works holistically on the whole body, mind, and spirit. Not a system of religious beliefs. Reiki is simply a relaxing treatment, whereas natural healing vibrations are transmitted through the hands of a Reiki practitioner, acting as a conduit to the body of the recipient. The purpose of a Reiki treatment is to relieve stress and pain, induce relaxation, release emotional blockages, accelerate natural healing, balance subtle body energies, and support other medical modalities, including traditional therapies. Um, Included in the other traditional therapies is like chemo and things like that. So um, I love the con not the concept of Reiki, but I love, I love Reiki and like my own coaching philosophy is to integrate mind, body, and spirit. I just call spirit heart. So getting my Reiki certification and bring it, bring it into my programs, um, was such an exciting change I made this year. And it's made a huge change, I believe in my client's progress. Um, so I had a couple interactions with Reiki before I reached out to Brit and I talk about it a little bit in the show as well. Um, but one of those was, um, at a retreat I went to last year in September and I can't, I don't think I've ever told you guys a whole story about the retreat. I keep saying I'm going to, so I will film that episode. Um, but I literally came back a different person. And I know it was because of the breath work of the meditation of like the deep dive into the inner work and, um, the Reiki that happened that weekend. So I sought out Brit last December and I did so because, um, I really wanted to help her heal and help me release my emotional tension. So, um, I had been going to talk therapy for a year and a half and love my therapist and I've made so much progress, but I still was holding on to so much resentment and, you know, around the holidays, it gets a little bit worse. And so, um, that's why I sought out Brit and it was, was and has been an amazing experience has helped me heal so much. Um, and what I love about Reiki and, um, energy healing and this, um, spirituality side to this is that you have the power to heal yourself. And 
when you kind of have the knowledge and awareness about like what Reiki is and how energy works and how it works within our bodies, then you um, are empowered to heal. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. It's a lot longer than normal because like uh, it's, it's more of a discussion and less of like a learning. I mean, it's a learning and a discussion, but anyhow, tune in. It is longer than usual. Um, so it would be great like on a walk or something. Um, but we're going to talk about how we both got started on our Reiki journeys. I love her story about hers, what energy healing is and its benefits, the mind body connection and how the energy of trauma gets trapped in our bodies. So, so important. Um, my past life regression experience with her and I was a little bit nervous to share, but I do share what my past lives were. Um, and then why we believe that healing our trauma and working on our own healing and pain can benefit our future generation. So, so excited for you to listen to this show. Um, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now with coronavirus, I filmed this episode, um, early in March. So the coronavirus had just like broken out. Um, my main intention to sharing this show with you and what I would really hope you get away from it is that, um, you are responsible for the energy you bring into this world. And so, you know, we both believe that we have a responsibility to heal. We have a responsibility to take ownership and responsibility for, um, how we feel inside. And, you know, maybe in your parents' generation, it wasn't really, um, accepted to do therapy or heal traumas or heal old wounds. But I think right now in this world we're living in, it's necessary. Like we can't just go on and continue to be wounded and continue to hold on to resentment and grudges because ultimately the only person that that hurts is you. Like you are the person at the end of the day who has to live with yourself. And so if you are not healing, if you're not moving through these things and really working on your mindset and healing past trauma so that you can be your highest self, then like what opportunities are you going to miss? Like what opportunities are you going to continue to let fly by you because you don't believe in yourself or you don't feel good enough or like you don't have the courage to speak up and speak up for yourself. So anyways, um, that's what I truly, truly believe. And I really hope that you take this conversation between Britt and I, and you really can take some of the concepts that we shared and perhaps reach out to her for distance healing. And also for me as well, um, reach out to me cause I'm also offering it now after her encouragement. Um, so yeah, I really hope you enjoy this episode. I know you will enjoy this episode. So if you do feel like Reiki and mindset coaching um, would support you during this time, I'm offering distance healing sessions, like I said, integrated with life coaching. Just email me to book. And then Britt is also offering sessions. However, she is going to go on maternity leave on April 23rd. So make sure you reach out to her before then. And if you are in the Bay Area, she offers um, level one and level two certifications in person. And um, I don't, she doesn't have her date set and it probably won't be for a little while because she's having a baby, but if getting certified is something you want to do like later this year and you're here in the Bay or you're willing to travel up to the Bay, you have to do it with Britt because she's the best. Um, one more announcement before we get into the show is that my monthly coaching membership is officially live. I'm so excited. I had been mentioning it a couple times in the past episodes. So if you're like, okay, Shanae, like what, you know, put your money where your mouth is, where is this? It is here. I'm really excited. This is a lower investment monthly membership. 
and it's just packed with value. Think of it as like enrolling in a virtual personal development school with um, a sprinkle of spirituality because you know I'm into the woo-woo. So every month we have a coaching theme, a goal setting session, which I just added, um, workbook, journal prompts, a virtual retreat, and a private community. And then you also get direct access to me one-on-one with office hours. And in there is where I can go over your thought models and support you with whatever mindset obstacles that are standing in the way of you reaching your goals. And in the virtual retreat, that's where we're getting together face-to-face on video calls once a month. And that's where the healing happens. So healing happens when you are able to speak your truth, when you're able to express your feelings. Um, And then of course, I'll be there with my able to um, administer some Reiki as needed. So the investment for this membership is $97 a month. And as a podcast listener, I'm offering 30% off the first month. So go ahead and use the code highest self in all caps at checkout. If you go down to the show notes, you will see the sign up button right there. I'm so excited to have you there. I'm so excited to have our first retreat and to help you towards your goals and help you with your healing and your self growth. Um, this is like my jam. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Britt. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So excited. I've been like bragging about you to everyone I know recently. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really excited to share with my audience today. Um, before we get started, I'd love for you to just kind of give us a quick background story on um, how Reiki came into your life, because I love yeah. what you shared with me. Oh, well, ever since I was small, I'm from Hawaii. So ever since I was little, my mom was really open to this, you know, different healing modality. So I'd hear from her different things, and she would take me to different healing practitioners, especially like Lomi Lomi or Hawaiian healers. Mm-hmm. And growing up as I got older some of them would say to me oh you have something you have you can do what I do or they would you know say so you have something with your hands and I would just think oh maybe they're just saying this to everybody but whatever um so I was always open to healing I was always open to energy to um the mind you know visualization hypnosis things like that but I never thought I would be sitting here in front of you talking about this and this would be something I do from, for a living and, and my passion. I never thought that would be the case. So um, I've been always open to this, but I was diagnosed at 20 years old with ulcerative colitis. Um, and I knew it. no one at the time that was my age that had it. Everyone I heard was like 55 or older. I probably had more colonoscopies than most people, more than anyone my age, you know, that I know. Um, so I was diagnosed with that uh, at 20. And it's been, and I'm 36 now, so it's been a very interesting um, learning about the body and healing and the mind and how all this is connected and stress Mm. and how that affects the body. And so I was always looking for something to help me, Mm. help myself. And back in 2013, or actually back in 2012 was probably the worst health year of my life. I ended up in the hospital here in Oakland for a week. My body was shutting down. I had to quit my job. All these things were happening because my colon was inflamed big time. And doctors didn't know what to do to get it to calm down. They gave me all types of medication, which I think were counteracting, in fact. And um, so the body just started shutting down. 
you can't really die from ulcerative colitis, but you can die from your body reacting certain ways to medications and starting to shut down. So that was a really big moment in my life. And they were going to take my colon out. And the doctor said to me, that's the only answer that I have for you. Mm. I said, so you mean there's no other way that we can heal my colon? Uh, They're like, no, it's so inflamed. We have to take it out. And nothing about what they said resonated with me, like nothing. Mm. I was like, that can't be the only way. And so I asked them to give me a few days to think about it. So I'm in the hospital. I tell them I don't want to see any doctors for the weekend. I just want to be left alone. Only the nurses could come in. And I had a lot of, I guess, epiphanies that you could call it or downloads from spirit, from guides. And I was like, no, I got myself in this mess. I can get myself out of this. I stressed out so much that my body reacted this way. Mm-hmm. And if I can find solutions to help my stress and anxiety, I think I can turn this around for myself mm-hmm. with my colon still in my body. Mm-hmm. So that was the aha moment I needed. And I made some decisions that weekend and my my vitals started turning around and the doctors came in on Monday and they couldn't believe how my blood work just was so much better. Mm-hmm. And, um, they ended up letting me leave the hospital. And from that point forward, I started looking into hypnosis and energy healing more to help myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it really started to help me. And then the big moment of when I realized I could do Reiki <laughs> was in 2013 when my grandma had a stroke. And she was about, she should have died. Like um, My mom didn't find her until 10 hours after she had the stroke. And but the doctors on Maui, they don't have the best health care there. Mm-hmm. So they're going to let her die. And my mom's like, no, medevac her to Oahu, to Queens Hospital. And as she was in the hospital in a coma, my mom and her, my relatives had a meeting outside in the waiting room. And I was in there in, with my grandma by myself, just watching her, praying, you know. And I heard something tell me, stand by her head mm-hmm. and place your hands like this mm-hmm. over her head. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't question it. I just did it. And nobody was there to judge me, right? I'm in the room by myself with my grandma. She's in a coma. So it was like the only moment, like no one else was in there, really. No visitors, no nurses. Um, so I walk over and I place my hands over her head. And then I hear, they tell me what to visualize. They oh. tell me to visualize this white light coming down from God, from source, whatever you want to call higher power. Mm-hmm coming through me into my heart and then out my hands. Mm-hmm. And then they told me to visualize white light just coming out of my hands and going into my grandma's head mm-hmm. and just in, like visualize her head healing. Um, a minute later or so she started twitching her, her arm, like her right side started twitching. And so I run outside and I grab my husband and I was like, come here. And he's like, what? And so I go back in the room and I was like, just watch. And I'm getting chills as I'm telling this story because so it, it, it was a it was the game changer for me, mm-hmm. uh, for me to actually experience and see that I could do it. And so I put my hands over her and she twitched again. And my husband's like, "Oh my god, just keep doing that! I don't know what you're doing, just keep doing that." And uh, two days later, she came out of the coma. So she was my first client, I would say, because I practiced on her. You know, and she's still alive. Um, that she's is in a nursing so home. This is. This is like seven years later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she's still alive. She's outlived so many people that um, came to see her and thought she was going to die. She outlived so many roommates already in the nursing home. 
So her life force energy is still really, really strong. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. (laughs) So for like some of our listeners who are like, okay, that sounds um, wild, (laughs) that sounds crazy. Like what is Reiki? I mean, probably some people like, I think most of us have an understanding of what it is. Um, But Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, we're going to give you like a quick definition. But I I wanted um, Britt to explain her story because it's going to make so much more sense as to why Reiki is so beneficial and kind of the benefits that it can have. Um, so I'll read a definition and then I'm going to have Britt kind of explain it in her own words. So Reiki is like a form of therapy. Some people call it energy medicine and it, um, uses simple, no touch visualization techniques. Like she said, um, the goal of it is to improve our life energy in a person. Um, it's Japanese, which I love. I'm half Japanese. (laughs) And I think that's why I was so drawn to Reiki kind of in the first place. Um, but really what it does is helps alleviate, um, any problems of energy flow, physical, emotional, and spiritual, which is also why I went to go see Brit in the first place. Um, and I'll tell that story a little bit later, but you know, with that definition, is there anything that you want to add to that, that would help people sort of click into like what Reiki really is? So the best way is like, you know, when you're stressed or when you feel anxious or you feel sick, your life force energy is low. Mm-hmm. Or if you had a lot, of, a lot of trauma in your life that hasn't been addressed and that shows up in certain areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so when our life force energy is low, we're, you know, it's easier for us to get sick, to stay in a place of sadness or to stay in a place of, I guess, depression and things like that. If our life force energy is strong mm-hmm. and we're grounded and we feel good, it's much easier to be happy and healthy and um just have stronger connections and and with nature with people with everything like that and we all need a tune-up every once in a while you Mm -hmm. know because life's like you know like this right good and bad and and stressful times and and things like that so i i just want to help people to heal themselves so every time somebody thanks me oh my god i feel so much better thank you i actually thank them Mm -hmm. because we worked together to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So they have to be open and receptive to the healing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like we're working together and their body is getting that boost that it needs to heal itself. Mm-hmm. You know, the cells in the body and, and the things that need to release, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I can tell from what people tell me what their chronic illness is or things like that. I can already tell what chakras, what energy centers I have to work over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone says, I have a hard time speaking my truth mm-hmm. or I have some thyroid issues and things like that. I'm like, okay, we need to focus on the throat. Mm-hmm. Someone like me, ulcerative colitis, IBS, um, Crohn's. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's solar plexus. So I can already tell what energy centers that are backed up or depleted mm-hmm. just by talking to somebody. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love that you mentioned that because that was like part of your story. You're like, if I had stressed out so much and did this to my body, then I can also heal myself too. Um, I work with a lot of women who have competed, who have dieted, and a lot of them have blocked feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any sort of like physical signs that you see or have worked with people where you, it's like a pinpoint, like, oh, okay, like really got to work on. Um, what chakra to unblock feminine energy? Um, do you have any, like... I'm thinking the sacral, um, mm-hmm. for that to be expressed more. Um, and sacral, you know, is our woman parts. Yeah. And that's 
usually that's our, our creative expressive part as well. And that's always kind of connected to the throat because mm-hmm. both are our expressive points. So if I had to work on one area, I would always work in the other one too, to make sure they weren't backed up mm-hmm. so they can express themselves, you know, more. Um, and maybe even the heart mm-hmm. chakra too, more emotion, more feeling, more being in their feelings and understanding and expressing their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would work in those areas. I mean, I always give everyone a nice cleanse everywhere, but mm-hmm. I do spend extra time over those energy centers that, you know, feel blocked or, you know, depleted. Um, and it's something you can actually feel with your hand. You can actually feel sensations in your hand that kind of guide you to where to work. Mm-hmm. And some people do hands-on Reiki. I just prefer hands-off. I do hands-on when I work on myself or my family members, like my husband or my, my son. Um, but my clients prefer actually hands-off. And uh, they, they feel, they can still feel everything as I'm working on them. It's just preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I got certified through Brit and it was like yeah. the most amazing <laughs> experience of my life. I loved it. Yes. Um, I've been incorporating it into um, my online coaching programs through like distance healing and just right. doing it on my animals and myself. And um, I did it on my mom recently, my biological mom. So the reason why I reached out to you was because mm-hmm. I had been going to a lot of therapy, doing like talk therapy about my family trauma. Um, That all originated because of the post-competition trauma that happened as a result of over-dieting, over-exercising. I used competing as a Band-Aid for my inner child wounds. (laughs) And and I just felt like I needed something more. It was kind of like I've done so much stuff. And I hear this a lot from my audience where it's like, like, I'm doing the journaling. I'm going to therapy. I have coaching, but I still don't feel confident. I still feel like I can't express my truth. I still feel like I'm not good enough. Um, And that's why I went to you to seek energy work. Um, Could you kind of explain like how trauma does get lodged in the body? So like that mind body connection of trauma um, and then how Reiki can benefit us. I'll give you an example. I have a lot of women that have been sexually abused or sexually assaulted, whether in their teens or even younger, and they have a hard time like with the sacral area Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes has already have, you know, maybe like something wrong there already, or maybe they're trying to have kids and that's been hard. Um, Or maybe they had, they had cancer there where it's already showing up right? Because it's so backed up that it started to show up as a chronic condition in those places. Um, And so the body does hold on to trauma, especially if it wasn't expressed, Mm. right? And so, for example, when someone has been abused and they didn't speak up about it right away, and they held on to that for 15 years, maybe told no one, that's still in the body, Mm. right? And that's now affecting throat and your sacral, because it wasn't expressed. That pain wasn't expressed. It wasn't, that energy wasn't released. And you can't heal if it's just trapped in your body. That like the first step is to kind of like tell your story and release it. Right. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a way that you're not hurting someone else, mm-hmm. you know, um, in a productive way, I guess you could say. And so I see that it's still bothering a person and I, I talk to people and I wait almost all the way till sometimes halfway through the session. I, I'm waiting for them to explain that part. Cause I, I can just tell 
from what they're telling me is is bothering them, mm-hmm. I know that there's a story behind there as to why the energy is trapped there. And I think after they start trusting and we're maybe an hour into the session or 45 minutes in, they start telling me, yeah, when I was five, when I was three or whatever, you know, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I told someone and no one believed me mm. or I never told anyone. Right. And so that trauma is still there. You know, there's even generational trauma. I was working with someone who, um, her mom had a lot of trauma while she was carrying her in the womb. Yeah. Yeah. So as a baby, she was feeling that stress and trauma that the mom was going through. So we have to work through that mm. um, as well. So, you know, energy is a real thing. Like <laughs> there's a life force energy flowing through all of us to keep us alive. Mm-hmm. Through plants, through animals, through humans, you know, there's energy all around us. That's like when someone goes to a grocery store and they walk past someone, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, right. That's yeah. energy. That's, that's something like, that's a tangible actual feeling that you're like, that feels yucky. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's funny when people don't believe in energy. Cause I'm like, that's actually what's running through us, keeping us alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so it does get trapped in the body if it's not expressed or not worked through, you know, not healed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's why I feel like life coaching is important to pair along with my Reiki because everyone has something to talk about. Yes. Everyone has something to talk through and that's how I can help understand what their story is and what they've been through. Mm-hmm. So, so I do start off all my clients with a two-hour life coaching and Reiki session. Mm-hmm. And it's also to build trust because the more you trust and connect with someone, the more open you are to the healing. Yeah. So I think that's very important too. Yeah, I love that. Um, someone who's listening right now is like, oh shit, like I've got trauma in my body and I can feel it. And maybe they don't have access to someone who they can get Reiki from like right away. Or maybe, um, it's like a financial thing. What is one thing they can do right now to feel better? This something that's really overlooked is getting outdoors in nature (laughs) and grounding, grounding. Um, (laughs) Every time someone feels off and they come into my office and they're stressed or whatever, I'm like, oh, when's the last time you went outside and been in nature and some in, in a happy place, right? Some people like the forest. Some people like the river. I like the ocean, right? And just take your shoes off and put your feet in the sand or walk on grass and just ground for a minute and feel the heartbeat, honestly, the heartbeat of Mother Earth right? Our true, our mother, mother, right? Our mother of all things and connect with her and ground and give yourself 20, 30 minutes to just be, or you don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to do anything. And you can just be present and appreciate the birds chirping, the breeze coming through, you know, and just be and ground and connect. And it kind of helps you just get perspective and and just, you know, fully feel your breath and, and feel everything in you and your head's not, you know, what am I doing? three days from now, or, you know, what is this boss that want me to do that I didn't get done yet or whatever. Um, just coming back to yourself and giving yourself that space and time to just be, um, if you can't get out in nature, maybe do it in your room or something somewhere that feels pretty sacred and special for you and comfortable. But if you can get outside, it's just amazing. Or put your back up against a tree and feel the tree's heartbeat. Yes. Trees have heartbeats too. So, oh, I love that. That's 
Um, ever since I met you, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to make that commitment to like be out in nature more. And, um, we have grass in the front yard, but not the backyard yet. And now I go outside and I'm barefoot and I'm doing my Qigong out there and and, like people look at me like I'm crazy and I love it. I'm just out there grounding my cats with me. He loves it. He puts his paws on my feet because I think he can feel the energy and like grounding and, um, like cleansing. So I love that energy work doesn't have to be something that you go and pay for. You can and Qigong. Qigong is another cheap way too, right? Because there's a lot of good Qigong videos on YouTube. Yeah. Every 20 minutes of that is, especially right now with this coronavirus going on since, you know, this has been all over the news. Um, and I don't want people to panic, but I want people to be educated and, and be smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think doing Qigong every morning is like one of the best things you can do for your immune system. It's my natural flu shot. Yeah, it's like getting your flu shot, really, because you're moving all the old um, buildup and toxins in your body. You're moving it out, mm-hmm. and you're creating more flow and, and making your life force energy strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tai Chi or Qigong would be great if they, someone could just follow along on a YouTube video. I'll link the one that you um, showed our class. Yes. Yes. Um, down in the show notes. Um, I literally go outside and do my Qigong like 10 minutes. I've memorized it now. And um, my husband's always That's like, drink, drink <laughs> emergency. And I'm like, no, I did my Qigong. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. You really feel, you know, stronger. You feel a difference with your energy. Yeah. It feels good. Like I love taking that five to 10 minutes, like for myself and my self-care routine. Um, even if it's in the middle of the day, um, it doesn't have to be like first thing in the morning, but just taking that intention to be with yourself, um, which is also a feminine energy thing, being instead of always doing. Um, and that's how we can start to be intentional with our energy and ground and be present and be in gratitude for like who we are and where we're at. Um, I feel like this day and age, I feel like a lot of women listening to this are such high achievers. So they're constantly thinking about that next thing they have to do and then putting this unseen pressure on themselves to be and get things done and to like check things off and there is no time for self-care my mentor she scolds me (laughs) sometimes in a good way um because i am that type a grind it out you know make the list bust your butt get it done and she's like brit no matter what like i'm so proud of you and you're always gonna reach your goals because that's just who you are but (laughs) If you let the universe help you sometimes and not feel like you have to always do everything, you know, and hold so tightly and do everything yourself. If you give it some space, if you give your goals some room to breathe and manifest more and match your energy of where you want to be. So that's why taking half an hour a day to do the visualizations and meditation can actually speed up your goals because your, your energy is going to vibrate at what you want to attract at that, at that level. And so she, she tells me, you know, there's a kind of a faster way to get this done if, you know, you trust the universe a little bit more. So that's what she reminds me. She always tells me, you're going to get your goals done, but there's a faster way if you just let the universe have a part in it. And you told me this too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this on my first session with you and I was like, Oh, I was like, I, the, the two words that I think kills everyone's growth is I know. And in my head, I was saying to myself, I know, I know. And I was like, you know what? No, I obviously don't know. Cause I'm not embodying it. Um, and I really made like a deep commitment to myself after my session with you to let go and to trust and to surrender 
And like, yes, I know I will reach my goals and I, and I can get there faster. Like you said, if I work on my energy and manifest and come at this from a place of like love, instead of a place that I need to have this in order to be successful. It's like a desperate energy almost like, or like grasping, reaching versus I'm already there. It's Mm -hmm. already happening. It's already in alignment with me. It just hasn't revealed itself yet, but it's already in my path. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll be June, right? Maybe it'll be July, but I've already aligned my energy with that goal. So mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. it says trust that it's already on its way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's already, it's meant for you. It's going to yeah. happen for you. Yeah. So just coming from that place of trust, I, I'm working more on that, but I, I kind of describe it like when Steph Curry's in the flow <laughs> or like clay, clay, when he's just having an amazing game and you're like, Oh my God, he's passing the ball. He's going to score. Um, when you're in that flow, so you're working hard, but you're allowing also um, the universe to work with you, mm-hmm. right? So many magical things can happen and very quickly because the universe wants to work quickly. Mm-hmm. It wants to move things around for you and align things, you know, in a day, not in a year. Yes. Yes. We can call out this time. Yeah. So for anyone who's like new to manifestation, abundance, I mean, you're probably not too new to it because you're listening to your high self podcast, but um, Reiki is just another tool that you can bring in. So whether that being going and seeing a practitioner or someone like Britt, she's um, in the Bay Area, Oakland, East Bay. Um, you can even do distance Reiki and also um, getting certified and doing it to yourself. Right. I know you've hosted so many certification classes. Would yeah. you say most of the, the people that go through actually do it for themselves rather than to make it a business? That's, that's their motivation first and foremost is working on themselves and their, their loved ones, you know, whether it be their animals, their mom, their dad, their you know, significant other, their cousin who's going through a hard time. Um, the motivation is always work on myself and, and help my immediate family, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if eventually that's something that they want to do for a business, I have a few students, including you, that have already incorporated it into a business or some people started from scratch and created their business because they were so drawn that this was how they needed to contribute to the world mm-hmm. was this way. So they mm-hmm. left their corporate jobs and started a Reiki business. <laughs> yeah. I met one of them. What was her name again? She did the same. Yeah. 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 It was so, it was so nice. Yeah. So, and I think that's something a lot of people don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that you could get your Reiki certification just for yourself. Yeah. And then you told me to practice on my animals because they would give me like the best feedback right away. Um, which they do <laughs> when they don't like it. They like run away. So from honest me. and pure, you know, kids and animals so pure. so pure um so that's a that's that is something for you guys like you can get this to just do it on yourself um it is so healing it's so beneficial and it just makes you feel good so like at the end of the day if you're like oh maybe i'll just do a session to try it out why not like just to feel better and you might not realize it that day yeah sometimes like a week or two later um you get that promotion or like someone comes into your life. Or for me, it was two months later, I had a conversation with my stepmom and I held my boundaries and I stayed strong and I spoke from love instead of resentment. And I was strong because Britt asked me, do you think you're strong enough to, to have the conversation, to do it, to be with them? And I was like, yes. <laughs> At first I was like, no, no. <laughs> 
I am strong enough. And two months later, I had healed. I had been able to show up as my highest self in that situation. And I felt like a lot of the the you know lowercase t trauma that I had with my family that just built up over time was really impacting my potential to be the best person that I could be um, and serving my clients to my the best potential. So that's like a like I that's what I loved about working with you and continuing to work with you. Um, the funny thing is that Reiki is now looked at like a therapeutic use, but initially it was for your own spiritual enlightenment. Um, to work on yourself spiritually that was the original intent of this so every time you do reiki on yourself or you come and see me for a session there's going to be more spiritual growth more spiritual growth you know and you're and and people tell me like i'm so sensitive now i can feel more and i'm like that's kind of what happens when you (laughs) do a lot of reiki you know you are going to be sensitive to energy even more and i help my students and i help my clients um so they don't take on (laughs) other people's energy a lot of people who come to see me are empaths you know and they feel they can feel what people around them are feeling right and while that's a gift we need to know how to manage that gift so Mm -hmm. we're not overwhelmed yeah Mm -hmm. yeah oh I'm glad you brought that up a lot of people are like I'm so and you know I don't know what to do what's one solid thing they can do in order to help protect their energy well the grounding for sure Mm-hmm. And then like in the Reiki class, I teach how, you how to sweep and clean yourself. The dry bath. Um, yeah. Dry bath. Um, I love using salt. Salt is very purifying. That's also why I like the beach and like to get into the beach. It's hard here back home in Hawaii. It was much easier for me to dip in the ocean and cleanse, you know. And But I take uh, salt showers now. So I just take salt in my shower and just scrub on my body and imagine that anything that's not a part of me, that's not my energy or no longer good for my highest self, it's just going to go down the drain. Mm. So it's coming up with rituals or a routine, mm-hmm. right? A energy hygiene routine, if you would call it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you can easily do every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I shower every day. Why don't I just put salt in my shower and scrub myself? Because I usually work on clients every day, almost mm-hmm. every day. And just make sure that, like, I, I'm coming home and it's just my energy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm not carrying everyone's burdens from the day. I love yeah. that. Yeah, and that first tip of, like, actually going outside and grounding yourself. Because um, Britt has taught me that Mother Earth, she's the only one that can actually recycle energy. So we give her all the negative energy that's not serving us, and then she can recycle it into something. She's the best at transforming it, yeah. And that's her job. That, that's actually her job is to transform that negative energy back into positive. And that's what people don't realize is that when we talk about energy, um, energy can't be destroyed. It can only be transformed or transferred. <laughs> so like I, I was, I think I was telling you before, like if someone's driving on the freeway, really pissed off. Right. And then does something and cut someone off. Now made that person pissed off. I'm watching the transfer of energy right? From one upset person, maybe they had a bad day at work, cut someone off because they're upset. Now this person's mad. Now this person goes home and yells at their kids, right? And all this is, is transfer of energy and no one's taking accountability to go, okay, wait, stop. I'm, I'm not going to let this person affect me. and I'm not going to take that home and dump it on my family, right? It's just taking accountability. Like let, let's stop this right now and let's cut it off and go home and be happy, 
right? So I watch this play out every day with humans and how we interact with each other. It's pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah, ever since you told me that, I was like, okay, I'm going to be really cognizant of the energy that I bring into the world. Right. Dogs are barking right now, so everyone can probably hear them over there. Um, so going along with that, um, I would love for you to explain to us past life regression. I had like heard of it. Um, you know, my, my therapist had brought it up as like a method to help me sort of like disconnect from my parents in this lifetime. Um, and at the time that she told it to me, it's basically reincarnation. I really couldn't wrap my mind around it. Um, and nothing really came of it. And then I had seen like a clairvoyant and she had told me a little bit about a past life that she saw in me. And then at my latest training with you, um, for like the advanced certification, you had talked about it and I was like, sign me up. When's your first availability? Let's get this on the schedule. Yeah. This is a couple of signs already. There's a couple things pointing you that in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. There was like three and then I was like, okay, I need to do this. So could you give us like an explanation of what it is, um, and how it can help us? When we're born, <laughs> um, it's interesting because we actually have memories of who you were in a past life. And usually at around five or six, that starts to get shut off because adults tell us, oh, you must have seen that on the movie. You're making that up. You're just telling a story. You know, where'd you read that? Um, but it's actually this pure memory coming through the child of who their soul was in their previous life. And so I'm so fascinated. I can't wait till my son could actually tell me what he was before. Um, but I think it's exciting to be able to understand what your soul has been through because it makes more sense of why you have certain tendencies. Why are you different from your parents? Why are you different from your sister or your brother? Um, how come you have a natural pull to Paris, but nobody else in your family likes that place? Why, do, why are you afraid of being trapped specifically in a tunnel, but yet that's never been a problem in this life? Like you've never had anything traumatic like that happen. Right. So you have these things, even birthmarks. Right. So it's like, oh, birthmark, where does that come from? How come I have that? Why is that there? Um, because we've had lives before this and we're going to have lives after this. And I don't do the past life regressions to convince anybody that like this is real. I just want to, to experience it for themselves. And it's through hypnosis, a certain type of hypnosis that they can relax and get the information the memories to come back, whether it's they hear the answers, they, with their third eye, see the answers, um, feel it in their body. Um, so there's different ways that I see my clients experience it in hypnosis. But the beauty is you're telling me what you're experiencing and what your past lives were. I'm not telling you. And because you get to experience that fully during the session with me, it's, it's your truth. It's different when a psychic tells you, hey, I saw that you were this and this in a past life. You're like, okay, cool. Nice story. Maybe it was true. Maybe it wasn't. But when you experience it yourself, it's undeniable. Like, why those visions? Why, why did I feel this? Why did I cry? Why was I so emotional? Why did I feel the pain in my knee as this was happening or things like that? So I've done over 200 past life regressions for my clients over the, the last seven years. You know, and it's been beautiful. It's like watching the best movie <laughs> ever. And I, I learn so much um, from 
listening to what's coming through. And it's really beautiful. Um, and it gives us the opportunity to really help heal. Because maybe in this life, there's like a pattern that keeps continuing. And you're like, okay, that just seems like a pattern I can't break. Maybe it's even further than just this life. Maybe it's been in several lives. So if we can go back and see that and then help you heal from that. Um, I just think the more understanding you have of yourself, the more you can love and appreciate yourself and go, oh, that's where that comes from. Okay, I'm not weird. <laughs> that's just where that comes from. And it's made me understand my husband a lot more. When he was my guinea pig, when I was first learning all this and I was practicing on him, he didn't think he was going to see anything. He wasn't sure he believed in it. And he saw two or three lives and it just made so much sense about who he is. Um, and I would tease him. His feet are, feet are like Fred Flintstone and he was a caveman in one of his past lives. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I'm excited to do more with you. Um, so I think it might actually be fun for us to share with the audience. Um, yeah. like some of mine. Yeah. Um, so the three, I had three and it's like an awake hypnosis. Like that's kind of how I, that, that's, our, that's yeah. if you know, I'm sitting there and you know, you're talking to me the whole time and telling me what's coming through. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like one of those, someone asked me, I was like, she did not like put something in front of my face and said, you are falling slowly. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Um, it was definitely more of an awake hypnosis. And then for me personally, cause you had explained to me that everyone feels it differently. Like you might feel it in your body. You might hear, you might see. Um, and I had two things I had, like, I could see it in my mind's eye. And then I could also feel it in my body. So when you would ask me a question, because Britt actually has a journalist background to get her master's. Do you get your master's in um, journalism? Yeah, my bachelor's in journalism, my master's in communication, yeah. So she's like... I know what questions to ask. So good. It's like (laughs) investigative. And sometimes she'd ask me a question and I'd be like, I'm not sure yet. But then I'd be like, okay, how does it feel in my body? And then I would like explain to her what I was feeling. So um, I had three. And I think the first one for that, I think the learning lesson, I'm still kind of integrating everything, but the learning lesson really was about my family. And in the first life, it was a medieval. Um, I guess you could explain it as like, I I've had the first vision as an eight-year-old boy whose um, father died. And I felt as if my father was betrayed. And then I spent my whole childhood plotting how to really avenge his death because the person who had usurped the throne um, was like, had betrayed him. Um, And I was king (laughs) and I had this like big masculine energy, but um, it was, I think really what I really got out of that, like the learning lesson, I think I said that like, light will always win over dark. And I was really proud of my family in that lifetime. And I felt really content with them. And like, I felt as if I really like did everything that I could, um, in that lifetime. What would you add to that? Yeah. And I think you needed to see that you had a family life that was loving and connected and you fought for each other and you, and you really wanted to, um, you know, avenge your father and do the right thing. It was about, it was about doing the right thing, not just for yourself, but for the people, because the leader that took over after your father was, did not do a good job and people were very unhappy and, you know, um, that lived there. And 
So I think you were trying to do the right thing for everybody. Yeah. But I, I was nice for you to see how close you were to your family, how much you loved your dad, how much he loved you, how much your mom, um, you know, believed in you and stood by you and all those things. So it was really, it was really nice to see that family dynamic. Yeah. And then we realized that's where some of your masculine energy comes from. <laughs> also. <laughs> I got a lot of masculine energy. Um, naturally it's always like, um, I'm always working to bring in more feminine. Um, then the second life, what kind of jumped was I was a um, young woman on the Titanic. I thought I was on the Mayflower, but, um, Britt had, um, asked me some more questions and it all comes patchy. Like, it's like, yeah, like one thing at a time. It's not, it's kind of like a movie, like one scene at a time. And I was like, oh, like, I feel really excited. I'm exploring. Like, I feel adventure. I'm on a boat. <laughs> I was like, what? And I was like, I see a lot of people. This is a really, really big boat. And then it clicked. And I was like, oh, but I'm one of the poor people. Like, yeah. I'm on the bottom. That's what you said. You said, I'm on the bottom. And then that's when it clicked for me. I was like, huh, maybe it's not the Mayflower. Maybe it is the Titanic. And she keeps saying there's so many people. And it's really big. And there is this energy of, like, adventure but unknown like you guys are all excited about going somewhere and so I was like huh that's when I said are you on the Titanic and then yeah. oh, oh yes <laughs> the Titanic. that's what it is yeah, yeah. you're right because I thought I was on the Mayflower and then <laughs> um I died and I felt myself dying in that in that life and and this is when this is like where the whole body thing came in where she was like okay like you know what are you seeing now and I was like nothing I can see nothing I just feel like dark and just I feel heavy and then I felt peace right (laughs) just lifted and I was like oh I think I just died um which was such an interesting feeling um but the peace part felt really amazing where it was like you just felt light afterwards that's probably like one of the top three things that people take away from doing this with me is they're not afraid of death anymore And that's one of the biggest things my husband took away from this um, was he never questioned after the session, like what happens? He knows it's all going to be okay. He experienced the light. He experienced the peace that comes after when you transition and it's not so final, right? Mm -hmm. Death is not so final. Um, And you just, you're just transitioning and moving to the next state. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Your soul is still intact. Even though your body, you know, returns to the earth, your soul is still intact and everything's fine. And so a lot of people tell me after doing the sessions, like I'm like one of the biggest things is like, I'm, I'm okay with when it's my time, you know, I'm not like, I'm not trying to die or anything. I just don't have that fear. I just don't have the fear anymore of death. And I know it's going to be fine. I know I'm going to be at peace. Yeah. So I'm glad you felt that. (laughs) Um, so the third life, oh, and I guess my learning lesson from the second life, um, and I cried on this one when it kind of came to me, it was like, like life is so short, like tomorrow is not promised to anyone, have fun, enjoy, explore. And that means a lot to me. I like get emotional thinking about it now because I'm so hard on myself and it's like, I push myself and push myself and push myself to accomplish goals and meet not like deadlines, but just like my biggest fear is dying without having reached my full potential. And so in that lifetime, I really learned like, 
like what's even more important is like living and enjoying and being. And so that was like, and I think a kind of lesson and promise you kind of made to yourself after that was that this was a life you were going to get to do all the things you didn't get to do in that one. Oh yeah. So I was like, you kind of got to live, not live for her, that part of you, but this is the life you get to do all the fun stuff. So do all the fun stuff, right? Cause you can. And so, um, and I think in that life you were go- on your way to America and your husband was already there waiting for you. He maybe went ahead or something like that. And so, I think there was so much promise and you were so excited. Everybody was so excited. And then for that to happen, you know? Yeah. 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 That was really interesting. Um, yeah. And you know, what's really funny now that I think about it is like, I had told this story to myself the last like five years that I don't like traveling. <laughs> I was like, I don't like traveling. I'm a homebody. And last year I did so much traveling. I went to Australia by myself for like, for like a work trip. I took tons of trips down to LA and I, and I finally traveled again. And I think I told myself that story because growing up, I moved every three years, like with my dad being in the military. And so I just, I really wanted a home base and I just didn't like traveling. But last year I was able to see that, oh, I can travel and have fun. And it's really fun to explore. It's really fun to go out and do these things and not like confine myself to my house. Which is funny because remember I told you in that first life, your dad was in your dad was in the military in this life, and it's interesting that like you yeah. and your dad, you know, um, were you know in the medieval times where you're king and also you you fought <laughs> also yeah. um, to protect your people. Um, so it's kind of interesting. But in that life, you had a home base. I did. You did. You had the castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in this life, you're all over, right? You. you you move so much so it could just be that little boy in you that just like wants to like we had a home base we had yeah a yeah. castle that we, was home for us in that one yeah, yeah. Totally, like, stable <laughs> um so my third life was actually the most interesting to me and then and then like hindsight when I look back on my life in this lifetime I'm like wow that's why I was so into this thing so um <laughs> I always feel weird explaining this one but <laughs> In a past life, I was a Greek philosopher and I don't know who I was. Um, I don't know if I was maybe like Socrates or Plato or maybe even oh, just a student, their students, yeah. their students. Yeah. but um, I, was a, I was a man. I was a Greek philosopher. And um, um, what did you ask me? Like, what do you what do? You do? <laughs> yeah, like, what do you do? And I think you just did not care about politics or the state of the world. Like, all you wanted to do was like, think and read and understand concepts and philosophy. And like, that's all that you were obsessed with. And that's all that mattered. I don't think you even had a spouse. You didn't have a girlfriend. You didn't have anything. Nothing. And I was like, I like to think. Yeah. You said, I like to think. And this is funny because we don't say that now, right? You call yourself an academic or you say a scholar or something else nowadays. But back then, like, you were like, I like to think. Yeah. Yeah. It was so interesting. And then, um, which is so funny because I was telling Brett when I was in college, we had to take philosophy as like an elective. And I, and you had, I think one class that you could take as a pass or fail. Um, and I took it pass or fail because I thought I would be terrible at it. And it was the one class in college because I studied sit in regional planning. So I like hated my major, hated all my classes 
is the one class I got an A in and that I was excited about. And I like would go to office hours and discuss the things that we talked about with my professor. <laughs> yeah. And so it all makes sense. And I love reading. I love thinking. I love just diving into. You said something in the beginning of the session. You said, when I was young, my, for punishment, my parents would take away my books. Yeah. Because that's how much you loved. I was like, that would never happen for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? But that's how much you enjoyed reading in books is that your punishment when you were little was like, okay, you can't read that book. Yeah. Time out or whatever. Yeah. You know? I get my books taken away. Yeah. So sad. I would never do that to my kids. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe if they're like voracious readers, you have to. Um, cause grounding, oh, you know what else would happen? I'm going to tell you this, but when I would get grounded, I would be grounded away from my room. Mm. I had to like sleep in the living room. Like that's how my parents would punish me. Isn't that the strangest thing? Um, because I loved being in my room. I was like, oh, I have all my books. I can read, like I can isolate myself. I'm totally cool. Yeah. Oh, that was you in the philosophy life. You just were so focused on like learning and thinking of concepts and really dissecting ideas and mm-hmm. concepts and then teaching them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you were really happy you passed your knowledge on to some of your students in that life. We're really happy because not everyone had access. Rarely anyone back then had access to, to that kind of thing, mm-hmm. so, to knowledge, right? To education, yeah. to is very few and Mm -hmm. it was male (laughs) Yes, who had access to that. Yeah. 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 And so that was so cool to see. And what I learned from that lifetime is um, when we had, you know, started our session, you would ask me, is, is there anything that you really want to get out of this? Like, what are the learning lessons? I asked my guides to guide me and to show me what life I needed to see in order to make, I guess, not the most use, but like to, to really live out this lifetime to, to its potential. And one of the things that have been really bothering me lately is like, how do I help people? Who do I help from a entrepreneur perspective? It's really hard to market yourself when you do so many things. And it's like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a fitness coach. I'm a nutrition coach. I'm a life coach. I'm a Reiki practitioner. Like I do all this stuff and it's so hard to wrap it into one. And when Britt had asked me, what do you do? I said, it doesn't matter what I do. Like my role doesn't matter. And I was so clear on it. I felt like, so I'm learning. It doesn't matter what I do in this lifetime. Like it doesn't, I don't have to call myself anything. I don't have to like put myself into a box. I think it's what's most important is taking like one aligned action step at a time to um, enjoy my life and love my life as I'm doing it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really what I got out of it. Yeah. And I think at the bottom, at the end of the day, you're, you're trying to help people. Yeah. That's really the goal, right. Is to help people and experience life. So you have experiences and things to share Mm -hmm. what worked for you, what didn't work for you and things like that. And like what we're even just doing now is just sharing. And maybe one person listening to this is have an aha moment like, oh, okay, I, I get it, you know, or maybe that's what it is. Or maybe that's why I feel so, you know, disconnected or, you know, not, you know, why I feel like a calling to do this, even though my parents want me to be a doctor and engineer, but I feel like this deep calling to do this other thing, you know, maybe they did it several times in a past life. Yes. You know, so that's why it just feels natural. Like I am baptized Catholic, but I have 
Buddha everywhere in my office. And then I realized after seeing several past lives, I was Buddhist in several past lives. So that just feels more comfortable for Mm -hmm. me, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought it was weird at first. I'm like, I'm baptized Catholic. Why do I like, why do I feel so attracted to Buddhist philosophy? Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. (laughs) Much sense. Yeah. Um, And you had to share it with me that some people are like, what, why would you do a past life? Like what would Mm -hmm. be the actual like benefit of it? Um, And I like what you told me. You said it's the gift of knowing yourself. Right. Better understanding yourself, better understanding what you've already been through, what your soul has been through. It actually makes this life seem so easy. Yeah. Like how did we get so lucky to live in the United States, wake up every morning with a roof over our head and flick a switch and light comes on and turn a thing and water comes out. Like how did we get so lucky in this life to, to land in this place, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's a very exciting time, honestly, to be alive and Mm -hmm. have such awareness of what your soul has been through before. And, And I really encourage people to give themselves the gift of at least doing a session like this. And it doesn't have to be with me, but at least doing a session like this once in their life. you know, and, and people will see different lives depending on where they are right now. So right now you needed to see these lives at this particular time to help you Mm -hmm. a year from now, other lives will come up, Mm. right. That will make more sense for you at where you are at that point in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like after I have a baby, I want to do one. Yeah. And you might, yeah. And you might see those lives that will give you clarity on, you know, your questions then. But I I think a lot of people also just want to know, like, what's my purpose in this life or what lessons do I, did I learn before that I don't want to have to keep relearning? Like if I could just get the, oh, right, that's right. Like that's what that was. And then you can move forward confidently in this life and not waste, you know, the next 10 years figuring that out. Yeah. A lot of lessons and hard times. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Definitely. So one woman had asked if, uh, you could do this over zoom or if it had to be in person, the past life work. Mm-hmm. I don't, I prefer to do it in person. Mm-hmm. I prefer to do all my sessions, honestly, in person. There's something about being there, holding space together, um, mm-hmm. with each other's energies. I actually don't do any hypnosis work over the phone or over zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I love technology, but sometimes it doesn't work. And yeah. then that person is going to be relaxed in hypnosis and I'm not going to be able to bring them out of it. (laughs) You know, if if our technology gets cut off or things like that. So other people do offer, um, you know, over zoom, but I I don't, I do offer distance Reiki and life coaching over the phone. Yes. But that's something we could do. Yeah. And then a couple other listener questions that we had was, um, about Reiki specifically. She wanted to know if it's a one-time thing or if it's something that we should be doing, um, over and over again. And you kind of did tell us your answer, but what would be like your punching? We, we, we need a tune up like your car, right? You need your car to get serviced every so often. So I have people who want to see me once, you know, every week to start. Mm-hmm. I prefer not, but, <laughs> or twice a month to start because they have a lot of work to do. But yeah. then I get them to a place in a couple of months, I get them to a place where, Oh, Brad, I only need to see you once every six weeks. Yeah. Great. Right. So my goal is to get them to a place where they don't need to see me so often, mm-hmm. but it is nice to have a regular check-in with me. So I have a lot of clients who come once a month just for that 75 minute Reiki session. We touch bases, talk a little bit, 
And then the second half is the Reiki and they just feel better, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like bringing in your car for maintenance versus coming in after five years and going, Oh my God, I had all this trauma. I know I didn't see you for two years, Brit. And like all this went on, like, it's like, Oh, okay. It's kind of like, you know, it takes a lot longer. It was like, okay. Let's talk right. Versus someone who comes in uh, on some kind of regular basis, you can see their progress, you know, faster and more on like a nice trajectory mm-hmm. <laughs> versus mm-hmm. the person who only calls me when they're having emergencies. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about this all the time on this show, but we here are proactive people. We are not reactive people. So in order to have an intentional life and be proactive, you guys like schedule these things in Yeah, <laughs> do it when you need it. Um, and you don't always have to make investments in yourself like this when you're at rock bottom. Like you can actually make an investment in yourself when you're like feeling great because right. then you feel even better. It doesn't have to be rock bottom. And we all uh, have something to work on. Like we really do, you know, whether it's yeah. emotional stuff, spiritual stuff. I have people who come and do Ricky because they're going to do an interview and they want to be their best self and connected to their answers. And they, you know, and, and they do Reiki before their interview because they want their clarity and everything mm-hmm. to flow good. So, um, everyone has different reasons for coming in and, but some people just like their car to tune up, right? Hey, I want to see you once a month. And I know I get to talk to you and uh, I've replaced some therapists because they end up not seeing their therapist and they just end up seeing me once or twice a month. And, and that's what they prefer. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and then um, the last question that we got was just about cost, which of course is going to be different based on where people yeah. live. But um, I think maybe even a better question is like, how can we um, make sure that the person that we are going to receive Reiki from is like a, the real deal? Because, you know, some people might charge $200 and it's not the real deal. I think reading reviews um, and doing your research on the person, I like to put a lot of information about myself on my website. I don't understand why people, more people don't do that because what I'm doing is so different. And, and half of my clients is the first time they're ever trying anything like this. Mm which I commend them for half, honestly, half of my new clients, they're like, first time I've ever tried anything like this, but I need something, you know, and I've tried all these things and it hasn't worked and, or I've tried all these different therapists and I haven't connected with them. Right. So I think reading the person's website, reading the reviews, seeing how you feel. Mm -hmm. I've had people look at my reviews and look at my website for three months (laughs) and they go, okay, yeah, she's the one, right? Like they're like, okay, Now's the time. She's the one. They've looked at other people as well, but they just feel connected for whatever reason and and their intuition was right. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think just give, just try one session. Yeah. Because if you don't, you know, you don't connect and you don't feel that it was worth it after one session, then fine. But you tried, you know? Um, But I think reading some reviews um, about the person, seeing what other people have to say um, is kind of important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel seen and heard by them, then I don't think it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. No matter like what the cost is. Um, awesome. Oh my gosh. This is so great. I can't believe (laughs) almost an hour already passed by. I have one last question for you before I ask that question. Is there anything that you want to like leave the audience with like just a thought or a final word? Oh boy. Um, I just, I just keep going back to, we're all here to heal, heal ourselves and help others do the same. Okay. 
And I'm pregnant right now. I know the camera can't see my big belly, but, you know, I have a daughter on the way and I already have a son and it's a really exciting time. And I'm really happy. I worked through a lot of my stuff Mm. before my kids came into this world because I do not want to pass on my trauma, my experiences, um, negative experiences and put that on my kids. Um, I love our parents' generation, but it was a very different time back then. And we talk about how they focus a lot on like on Maslow's hierarchy, the basic needs mm-hmm. of financial security, safety. And that's what the older generations tend to value a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not talking about like what made them happy back then. They're talking about making sure their family was financially okay and mm-hmm. secure. And I don't think our parents or great grandparents had the tools to work on their trauma. Mm-hmm. And so therefore it gets passed down, you know, and I wanted to make sure I could work through my stuff. So when I brought kids into this world, you know, it'd be a very different experience for them. And so as women, I think that's something that we should think about, even yeah. if we don't plan on having kids, but just working on ourselves so that we hold, we, you know, take accountability and just work through our own pain and healing and then be the best we can be for our family and for our kids and our future. So that's, that's what excites me right now. And that's what I encourage others to do. Um, but just, you have the power to heal yourself. We all do. And that's, that's the point, right? Is to keep healing, helping others and doing good in this world and putting good energy into this world. Cause it really needs it right now. We know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amen, girlfriend. You guys know why I love her so much now. (laughs) And it was so nice to like be with you in person because I've done so much of my work online, like working online with coaches, working online with my clients. And because you're in the Bay, um, it was so much fun to just like be in your energy. And I literally told her, I was like, whatever you do, I'll be there. (laughs) I really do like the one-on-ones in person, just for energy work, at least the first time when I'm working with someone, it is nice to be with them in person for yeah. the first session. Yeah. Yeah. And Brits inspired me and encouraged me to um, do more with Reiki in my own practice. And one of the things that I wanted to do this year is host a retreat in Mount Shasta. Um, and it's like in the works, but now with the coronavirus happening, I know, I know. know if it's the best time. Right. <laughs> Unless only California. California residents are willing to like drive up to Shasta with me, but it's, I I just made the decision last night to put my women's one day retreat. That was supposed to happen in April. I'm going to just push it back to the summer. Yeah. And that way everyone can come out confidently, right? They're not, I don't want people to have to make that decision. I want them to feel good about coming to it and coming out to it and we'll have time, you know, just give us more time to think about how we want to do it. So. Yeah. 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 So I was going to do mine in June, but I, yeah, it's going to be pushed out. But she's the one who gave me the encouragement and the inspiration because Mount Shasta is the root chakra of the earth. And I was like, what? I need to go. Was so close. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. There's, I knew the root chakra for me was a big thing to heal and to continue to heal and to like put a lot of um, energy into my root chakra and my sacral chakra. Um, so yeah, that was exciting. I'm so happy to have had you and also just to, uh, share with, share you with everyone because literally like ever since we met in December, I bragged about you to everyone. I was like, Oh, you should meet my 
Um, so the last question that I ask everyone, um, before we wrap up today's interview, but before we do that, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for how far you have come and all the work that you have done on yourself so that you can then create this ripple effect. Um, cause by helping me, like I've been able to help my clients and they've been able to help their clients and there's this huge ripple effect. So thank you for being you and for following your heart and not being a journalist <laughs> and for pursuing this work because like you've touched me um, and, and, and I had done so much work and you were able to really help me clarify and heal um, and it's, it's been amazing. So I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for that. And, and congratulations for yourself because you yeah. stepped into this very open, you know, and willing and ready to do the work. And I think yeah. that's really important to come from that place, you know, and then for the both of us to have trust. Mm, yes. A lot of good things can, can happen from there. Yeah. You know, I've just been flowing with it. People, you know, people criticize me when I first started this business. My parents even looked at me crazy. Like, you're going to do what? <laughs> you're going to do what with your hands and what, you know? And my friends are like, wait, what are you doing now? Like, aren't you like a really good writer? Like, why don't you just stick with that? So I got a, a lot of funny looks in the beginning and it, it takes people some time, you know, to um, get used to it. But I understood they were coming from their place of understanding. Yeah. Not mine from theirs. And, and over time they've, they're, they've called me and said, Oh, I want to try a session now. You know, Mm -hmm. it makes me laugh because in the beginning they were like, you're so weird. What are you doing? (laughs) But you just have to trust, you know, and I was really being guided and, and what they showed me with my grandma is so undeniable Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's my truth and it's what I experienced. And I, and I had to follow that. And, um, and then when I did see that past life where, I was at war in a previous life and I killed a lot of people in war. Um, It made sense as to why in this life I meant to heal Mm -hmm. and help heal a lot of people. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of amazing how karma has played itself out, but I've never questioned after that past life. I've never questioned this is the correct path Mm -hmm. for me in this Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. (laughs) So last question, who are you at your highest self? Who am I at my highest self? Yeah, there's a couple. That's like a loaded question. (laughs) It is. Another like way it's like, it's, it's like who, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's how I want to ask it this time. I ask it differently every time. Yeah. I, I more so have a vision of myself when you say that it's, you know, really being connected to my ancestors, connected to where I come from in Hawaii and, um, and being able to connect there and still be here and helping people and balancing out my love for being in my office and helping my clients with my love for being a good mom, you know, and a strong and, you know, amazing wife to my husband and being a good friend and a good daughter and just um, being there for everyone I love, but importantly, first and foremost, being there for myself, right? And so if I'm strong and I'm good and I'm rooted, my branches can extend in such a way that I still feel very grounded, rooted and aligned at all times. And, and also, like I said, with being in flow with the universe and not putting too much tension on my goals and pressure on myself, it's kind of like if you're a surfer and you get up too quick on the board and like, you're not with the wave and you're not riding it right. You're not, it's not going to work. You're going to miss the wave. 
And so it's kind of just like being in that flow with like trusting, but putting in the effort and like aligning myself to listen to my ancestors and my guides. And so I feel like when I can do that, <laughs> that's my highest self. Isn't she amazing, you guys? Like, how empowering is that? We're like, hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Britt. I'm going to have all the ways in which um, everyone can contact you. Uh, but where do you hang out the most at? Like, where can we go and find you? Um, Instagram and my uh, email me through my website. I don't really like text. <laughs> I like email as a mom. It gives me time to read yeah. through it and reply when I'm ready. Um, I am going on maternity leave, I'd say around April 20th, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't keep me away for too long. I know I, I have a scheduled C-section. My husband would prefer if I would take, you know, three months off, but I'm like, no, I would go crazy. Like I need to go back and work with my clients and at least slowly get back into it. So I'm, I'm hoping by June I'll have this woman's one day retreat really. And oh, then yeah. slowly start taking clients maybe one or two days a week. Yeah. Yeah. But I like I have to see how, you know, two babies looks in my life right now and and how my how my time, you know, being a mom uh, balances out with doing this work. But you can't keep me away from my clients too long. So <laughs> oh my gosh. Well that's where you guys can find her. And um hopefully she will come back as a guest. I mean, I hope you will. <laughs> and that way we can share you with the audience again. Thank you so much for taking the time out of, of your day to like connect with me and to connect with us and just share your light. Um, I loved it. If you guys love this episode, take a screenshot, post it on your story and tag us. I'll have both our Instagrams linked down below. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.